Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's time to talk about the thing we love most. Welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I'm joined by Tommy, Mr. Merchandise Fierro. Tommy, <laughs> it's time for another show, brother. Hey, man, what's going on, Jumpin' Jay? How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm so excited for today's show. It's right up your alley as the owner of The Wrestling Collector. Today's topic, it, it fits perfectly with what you do for a living, man. Now, I know you came off of a very busy time, and with Memorial Day weekend and your daughter's birthday, you got to take a few days just to pause and breathe before it all starts up again. So first and foremost, how were your few days off from the world of 80s wrestling? <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, they were they were great. They were great. You know, it, it feels weird to have a couple of days off, but you're never really off though because you know the orders are still coming in, and you know people are still emailing about stuff. So you gotta you gotta respond accordingly to that as well. You can't like leave it hanging for three days or else they're gonna think you're you're ignoring them or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was great, man. I, I appreciate you asking. I hope your Memorial Day was great. A lot of hot dogs, a lot of chips. I'm sure uh, you had the same. Absolutely. The grill was fired up, and the meats were delicious, and you're jumping right back into the fire. This Monday, you've got a big virtual signing taking place. You've got the legendary tag team, the Rock and Roll Express, live via Facebook this coming Monday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. How excited are you for Ricky and Bobby to be coming in? I'm excited, man. I think it's going to be a good one. They were actually in my store uh, in April. Uh, a local promoter had brought them in for the weekend, and, and my store was one of their stops that weekend. They were super, super cool. And I'm definitely looking forward to having them this Monday. And anyone that's listening that would like the opportunity to get an autographed picture of the Rock and Roll Express and watch them sign it live this Monday night, June the 7th, you can head over to our website. It's 80swrestlingcon.com. You're going to select the photo that you'd like of the Rock and Roll Express. Then watch live on our Facebook page, which you can find the link to on our 80s Wrestling Con website. It's facebook.com backslash 80s Wrestling Picks. They'll be live on there from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time this Monday night. You can watch them sign your picture for you. They're going to give you a shout-out, say hello to you. And then we'll ship the photo out to you following the signing. So, yeah, it's going to be a cool one. This Monday night, Ricky and Robert live with 80s Wrestling. That is a big one. When you think of 80s Wrestling, that is one of the teams, two of the wrestlers that come to mind. What a career they have. And they're still very active in the scene of professional wrestling. So that'll be a treat for everyone to tune in and catch that live this coming Monday. You guys really do bring the must-see back to Monday nights, Tommy. Thanks, man. And uh, we have a, a couple more this month as well. On June the 21st, we're going to have Rakishi and Samu, the head shrinkers, Fatu and Samu, but you know more now as Rakishi. They're going to be uh, joining us on Monday, June the 21st. And then on Monday, June 28th, hello, Ladies, Val Venus will be in the house for a Monday night virtual. Again, if you're interested in getting an autographed picture of any of these guys, you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now. And you've got some huge names coming up later in the summer as well. And so if you're a fan of 80s wrestling, you need to be tuned in 
to the Facebook page and to 80swrestling.com to stay up to date for all these big names that you have coming. Tommy, we got a huge topic today, a topic that I know you and I both love to talk about, and it's right up your alley. Who would have thought all these years later after being a fan of wrestling in the 80s, you would one day own your very own pro wrestling superstore where you sell some of the hottest merchandise in the world of professional wrestling. And that's our topic today. We're talking about the merchandise that came along with being a pro wrestling fan in the 80s and the early 90s. And your store is chock full of it, Tommy. Are you excited, as excited as I am to talk about this stuff today? Oh, super excited, man. I mean, I, I, I still can't believe I, sometimes when I walk into my store and I'm opening it in the morning that it's my store. Uh, it was something I always wanted to do since I was a little kid. And uh, I'm still, you know, learning the that part of that aspect of the, the business. You know, I was a promoter for an extremely long time. So selling the, the, the merchandise and items on that, and I'm, I'm still, you know, trying to master that. But, uh, yeah, man, some of the stuff that comes through the door uh, since we've opened that people want to sell, because, uh, you know, uh, for a lot of these people, I might have mentioned this a couple weeks back, um, a lot of a lot of these old fans, they have this stuff just laying in their basement, and it's collecting dust, or it's in their storage unit, just sitting there. To them, it doesn't, you know, hold the special value that it would to me or to you, Jay, or to wrestling collectors in general that are out there around the world, because they've moved on from that phase of their life, the collecting aspect or being a fan, and it's just sitting there collecting dust. So. To them, it's just sitting there. To us, it's a treasure. And, you know, you, you watch the WWE's new show, Hidden Treasures, as well. I mean, it's right up that alley. You, you just – some of these fans or ex-fans, they don't know what they have or don't care what they have. And there's millions of people out there that do. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting, man, seeing some of the stuff that comes through there. But I remember as a kid, I collected everything. My mom and dad and my grandparents, they bought me everything. And I'm sure the same can be said for you, Jay. I mean, I, I used to love, as a kid, getting the old WWF magazines in the mail or getting them at the newsstand. So, you know, you'd run home and, and open up to the middle section of the magazine where they would have the merchandise catalog. And I couldn't wait to see the new items that, you know, were, were in that magazine. And I remember, you know, Right in the center of the magazine, there was a t- two pages with just different wrestlers posing there with their T-shirts on. And I, I can, I'm sure that's a, a vision in your head and every other fan's head from the 80s is, is opening that magazine to the middle and seeing all the wrestlers there with their T-shirts they're posing for. You're absolutely right, Tommy. Back when we were kids, there was no such thing as the Internet. So there was only a couple of ways to see what merchandise was out there. One of them, like you said, it was that centerfold, that two-page centerfold in the WF magazine that would show you all the shirts, the hats, the beach towels, teddy bears, all the things that WF was selling probably at their promotional stands at their shows. The other way to see it was if you would get like the toy catalog sent you into the mail and you could look through the toy catalogs. And the third way, and my favorite way, was walking the aisles at the local toy store. If you had a Toys R Us in your area, there would be an entire aisle dedicated to the World Wrestling Federation and WCW toys. Uh, And it would line both sides of the aisle, and you could just walk through with your mouth open, eyes wide open, looking at all the stuff. Because we grew up in 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 an era when Vince McMahon was heavily promoting 
his product to be nationwide, worldwide. And so he was licensing the likenesses of his wrestlers on everything from action figures to sleeping bags to flashlights, alarm clocks. I mean, you name it, you could slap a picture of a wrestler on it and sell it. And the coolest part about this all is Tommy and I were just talking off air. The coolest part about all this is we loved it as a kid but we still love it as adults. And the market for wrestling collectibles from that era is as hot now as it ever was. Yeah, man. It, it's it, in some ways it's hotter now than it was back then or ever was, uh, especially during the pandemic where everyone was sitting at home and they started collecting things. And one of the things that they started collecting again was cards, trading cards. Now check this story out, Jay. Last year, before the pandemic, so the pandemic started in, I guess, March. So maybe in January, last January, I think of the idea of, I'm just on eBay. I'm always on eBay looking around at stuff and just fascinated by some of the stuff that is on there and stuff that I want. Um, I, I thought of the idea of buying old boxes, complete boxes of 1987 WWF Topps cards. And then I was selling them on my social media, 80s Wrestling, for six bucks a pack. Nothing, nothing crazy. I was just doubling my money on the box. And the box cost me about $90 for a box of cards. So I, I tried one out, and it, it went good. I tried another one out, and it went really good. Sorry, let me, let me stock up on these. So I bought 20 boxes last January, Jay, of 1987 WWF Tops trading cards. And there's 36 packs in a, in a box, 90 bucks a box. So throughout the, the year, I, you know, I was selling them here and there, six bucks a pack, nothing, nothing special. I wasn't making a fortune on it, just adding a service for people that were following me that didn't have an opportunity to get the cards I might want them. You know, they, didn't wanna, they couldn't afford to buy a box of them, but they can afford to buy a, a pack of them. You know? So fast forward till March of this year when I opened my store, The Wrestling Collector, I had one box left. So sorry, I brought it to the store and I put it on the counter. And again, I put it up there for $6 a pack. I had no idea, Jay, that there was a card craze when I opened the store back in March. No clue whatsoever. So someone comes in, they seize it, he sees it, and he says, oh, I'll buy the whole box. So I sold them the whole box on my first day. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Let me. Uh... So that night when I got home after my first night of the wrestling collector, I'm like, let me go on eBay and buy a new, a couple more boxes of cards to sell at the store. So I go on eBay and this is actually on March, this is on St. Patrick's Day, so March 17th. So a year and two months later from when I originally bought it for $9 a box. So I get home, I go on eBay, I'm about to buy some more boxes for the store and my mouth and jaw just drop to the floor. I look on there, dude, the boxes that I were buying for $90 a box are now $650 a box. Oh, oh, oh my word. Oh, wait, I, go, I go, all right, well, listen, maybe because sometimes, you know, eBay sellers, they'll post something astronomical, and it's just obviously not the, the right amount that it costs, you know. So let me, right. let me search around and see if I can find these cheaper. Dude, they were all in that range, six hundred, five ninety nine, five seventy five. I'm like six ninety five. Like what? So, dude, I I <laughs> I want to just take my head and just knock it up against the wall about seventy five times because a year prior I had twenty boxes of these, 
that I was buying for 90 bucks a box and now they're worth $600 a box. I was like, oh, I don't want to shoot myself. That is crazy. For real, I'm just saying that hypothetically. Right. Yeah, you don't you don't know what you have, you know, and, and but at the same time, you could have you could have held out of those boxes and they could have never went up in value. So you never know what to do. If, if we were kids, if we knew then what we knew now, we would buy two of everything, man. And we would have kept one in pristine condition in the box and played with the other one. Um, so some of the stuff it's getting harder and harder to find. And there are people out there who are willing to pay big money for it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you an even bigger mistake I made, Jay. This one really, 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 really <sighs> upsets me because I, I wish I still had them to this day now. I, I moved seven years ago. So as, as I was moving, we, you know, we had a, a, I don't know what they call them in Minnesota. We call them here a garage sale, yard sale. Absolutely. And, yep. Yeah. So, and I had a ton of wrestling stuff, obviously. So I had a little wrestling section of the, the, the yard sale. And I put on, you know, local, some of the local pages in the area that people go to to find out about upcoming garage sales and yard sales, you know, including wrestling merchandise. And I listed some of the merchandise that I had. It's a lot of magazines. But what I did have was, <clears throat> excuse me, what I did have was seven WWF stretchy wrestlers, brand new in the box, Macho Man, Piper, Hogan. George Steele, King Kong Bundy. Remember the big stretchy wrestlers? Dude, I'm I'm getting sick just listening. I, yeah, well, it's gonna oh, it's about to get a lot. It's about to get a lot worse. Now, I'll originally tell you, I bought them in 2004 after one of my uh, wrestling conventions from a vendor for only 35 bucks each. So obviously, he had well, this is 2004, but still 35 bucks each. That's dirt cheap. So I had them. And I had them for years, so I was moving. Obviously, you know when you're moving, you need money. I, I wasn't I wasn't hurting for money by any stretch of the imagination, but you know you consolidate when you're when you're moving, you know. So I saw. I'm, I'm so embarrassed to even say this. I'm not embarrassed. I'm more upset than anything. I sold these Jay for a hundred dollars each, brand new in the box. I went on eBay just out of curiosity once I opened the store and, and just looked up the price of them. You can only imagine. I don't want to even say because I'm going to get myself upset how much these uh, figures, well, no, they're not figures, these stretch wrestlers are brand new in the box now. It's astronomical. If, if you still had these stretch wrestlers in the box and you opened up the wrestling collector, that's the type of merchandise that would be under glass at the oh, front yeah. counter because they're that valuable. Absolutely, man. So, right. yeah, I, I sold them for $100 each at a at a yard sale. Well, here's the good news. The good news is at one time you had these, so you got to enjoy them for what they were, and I'm guessing whoever bought them is a huge fan and they knew what they had. So they're probably being very well taken care of. But, yes, you would love to have those still in your possession for sure. Absolutely, man. One of the other things also uh, that I was a big fan of, and I'm sure you were too, uh, growing up in the in the 80s, WWF was their posters that they would put in their magazines uh, in the merchandise section for sale. I used to love that's another thing I used to always love is to see the new posters that they had available, and you know I actually have some of them hung up, the old school 80s ones at my store, the Wrestling Collector. Anyone out there that is listening that hasn't been there yet, it is located at 2772 State Route 23 
in Stockholm, New Jersey. It's about a half hour north of Wayne, New Jersey, where I live. And it's like you walk in and there's, I have old school posters hanging up of Junkyard Dog, uh, Ultimate Warrior, The Bushwhacker, Sensational Sherry. Um, I, have a, I have a lot of old school 80s WWF merchandise posters hanging up in the store. It's really, it's really cool actually. But yeah, that was, that was one of the, the things I loved, Jay, was those, those, those posters and then seeing like what posters were new. Like I, they even had kind of like a Billy Graham poster. They had, I, you remember, you remember all those posters they had in the merchandise catalog back in the day, right? Absolutely. And posters, I don't know if posters are as big of a thing now as oh, they, they, they were. They are, I don't know if are. kids, they, do you think are, kid, do, I'm saying do kids today still hang posters oh, no, on the today, wall like we did? No, you know, no, no, back, no. back when we were kids, that was a thing. You would decorate your room with posters and yeah, wrestling posters were the best, man. I mean, I had a ho- couple Hogan's on my wall, Ultimate Warrior, The Rockers. I mean, the, the, they were these vivid, full-color posters of your childhood heroes, and they were amazing. And so the fact that you still have some, and, he, and here's the deal. I have a few in storage from when I was a kid, but they're beat to heck because when you're a kid, you don't know how to hang a poster. And so some of the corners are torn, you know, uh, the, the colors are a little off from being in the sunlight coming through the window. But the fact that you have posters hung in your store, what a nice piece of memorabilia that'll take people back down memory lane as soon as they see them. Yeah, man, and that, that that that's that's the thing too. Like a lot of people that come into my store, um, they they go like, "Wow, man, this this brings me back to my childhood," and I love hearing that because that was the way I designed the store to, to make it that way. And and also I hear a lot people say, "I don't know where to start looking at." which I like that a lot too. And, I, and I'll, I'll tell you why, because first of all, my store itself is not gigantic. It doesn't need to be. If you see, if you're there, you'll see the, what it looks like, but I have a little bit of everything. Like I don't have like all figures or all shirts or all this or all that. I just have a little bit of everything. And then I have like random stuff displayed throughout the store. Like would it be like the wrestling album or just yesterday, I got in the, the Junkyard Dog Grab Them Cakes record album. Have that up. Like old, like, cups from, like, the 80s with Brutus Beefcake on them. Or just, like, really rare stuff. Like, I have a WWF camera laying there somewhere in the, in, in, in the midst of the store. Like, just, like, really rare, hard-to-find items that you're just not going to find anywhere else. Uh, I, I, I dig that. I dig a variety. I, I dig. And, and people ask me all the time, what, what's your best seller? They asked me since I've opened the store. And I really can't answer that question because it, it's, it's, it depends on the customer. You know, one customer might come in and love figures. One customer might come in and love magazines. The other might like T-shirts. Like you never know, or a certain wrestler. So you never know what exactly someone wants until they come in. So, I mean, it, it varies what sells there. So there's not really – I can't say, okay, Jay, figures are my top seller. Because they're not. It depends on the customer and who comes in. Uh, so some people like the rare stuff that you can't find. Like the other day, I sold a. Remember the old WWF, the the uh, blue TV tray that you would eat on with Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. Absolutely. Yeah, I, have like, I have rare stuff like that. I have like the old 1985 WWF puzzles. Like it's still sealed, never opened. Like the one with Hulk Hogan having Don Morocco in the headlock. That poster, um, that uh, puzzle. I have that. So I have. I have rare stuff and that's the stuff I love and I used to love that also about the old WWF 
merchandise catalogs. Like you'd, you'd open the page and like one page was all Randy Savage merchandise or all Hulk Hogan merchandise on one page. And, and, and the merchandise would vary depending on who it was. Like someone like Savage or Hogan, obviously you're going to make a lot of stuff on because that's your big sellers. So you'd have the t-shirt, you'd have the sunglasses, you'd have the headband, you'd have the Macho Madness hat. You'd have the boxers. I'm, yeah, I remember they, they had Macho Man boxers, Macho Man thermos that you can drink out of. So th- there was just like tons of stuff that they had on these guys, especially the top selling guys like Hulk Hogan. I remember they had, you know, uh, the Hulk Hogan uh, nightlight that you would you would you would plug in, or you know, Hulk Hogan robe or or headband hat. I mean, they just they just had everything back then. They, they made us have such an awesome childhood that we look back on this now. At least I do. I look back on this stuff and I look at these these old like 80s WWF merchandise catalogs. I'm actually looking at one right now as we speak and I, I wish I had this stuff. Not even to sell it. I just want it for me. Well, I've told you before, I think the hardest thing about your job is you, I, if I were you, I'd want to keep everything that comes through the door. But of course, that's not how a business works. You have to be willing to part with it. You have to be willing to sell it. But what I love about the idea of a store like yours, it's one thing to look at pictures of items. It's one thing to go onto eBay and you can kind of shop that way. But it's another thing to actually walk up and down aisles to physically see the products that you remember on the shelf in front of you. If I lived in your area, Tommy, no lie, I would probably come through once a week just to breathe it in just to walk the aisles just to relive how about just to hang out with me yeah just to hang out (laughs) just to be the regular at the counter that uh is looking at all this stuff but there's something to be said to be able to physically see it and hold it in your hand which your store provides people so that's amazing tommy i would love to know i'm very curious did you have a piece of merchandise as a child that was like your prized possession that you were like this this is amazing that I have this. It was your favorite thing. And again, we, we had everything from wrestling figures to lunch boxes, alarm clocks, flashlights. We had everything that you could slap a restaurant was available to us. Was there anything you owned as a kid that this was your, your favorite piece? My red rooster t-shirt. No, Are I'm you kidding. kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always kidding. They did. I, I did have a red rooster t-shirt now. Um, I mean, like everything, you, everything you just said, I love like the flashlights, this and that, like everything, uh, the posters, the, the, the t-shirts, the magazines. And, but I, I guess when you think about your childhood, uh, my childhood anyway, is I just remember always playing with my WWF LJN figures as a kid. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure everyone that's listening to this right now, it, it probably 90% of the of the listeners are going to probably feel the same way. Just like when you see those figures today, like it brings you back to your childhood so much. Like I countless hours every day with that LGN ring and those, 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 you know, those rubber wrestlers playing with them every day and talk about kicking yourself in the ass. I'm sure everyone is kicking themselves in the ass because if all of us as kids just didn't have to be kids to play with them, if we just could have looked at them, uh, in the box, in the package, we're looking at anywhere between some go to, for 300 each, some go for 500 each, some go for 1,000 each. And some, the black card ones, go for a lot more than that. Uh, so 
Uh, those are worth a lot of money if you have them new on the on the on the package still on the card. And uh, man, I wish I had them because <laughs> I, I I wouldn't even sell them. I just I want them just to display them because uh, and, and maybe one day I will if I ever you know get a man cave and can do a wrestling thing like just I just brings me back to my childhood and you can't put a price tag on that. You can't put a price tag on your memories in your childhood. So uh, it would be cool to have them one day, all of them. It absolutely would be. And the LJNs, like you said, they hold a very special spot in people's hearts. They grew up in that generation. Because now, I mean, action figures, uh, they're everywhere. And they make them for, for everybody and everything. And don't get me wrong, the wrestling figures today are amazing. They're very articulate. You can move them. You can pose them. They look like the wrestler with the facial scans. But back then, I mean, these LJNs, they're big. They're, they're rubber. They feel solid. And they looked like the people they were portraying. Like these were all hand sculpted at the time and they look amazing and they feel amazing. Everyone's posed differently. Everyone's dressed differently. There's a couple of variations on wrestlers. You get them with different color shirts or different poses. And yeah, the, the black cards that came out in I think 89, those are at the tail end of the line, and so there's not as many of those, and so those are, are rare, and they are pricey if you are putting together a collection for sure. I tell you what, Tommy, when I was a kid, my prized uh, wrestling, I guess you would still call it a wrestling figure. It was by LJN. It was the 16-inch Hulk Hogan figure. Man, I had that, and I would take him out to the playground with me. We'd be on the swings together. <laughs> Everywhere I went, 16-inch Hulk Hogan would come along, and so as a kid, that was my like that was my one thing that I that I loved above everything else. How about Piper? Did you have the Piper one too? Listen, I will tell you this: I did not have the Piper as a child. I bought it off eBay probably six years ago, and I don't remember what I paid for it. But I will tell you this: it was so cheap because it was beat up, it was dirty, his shirt was stained, and so I remember when it came in the mail. And I looked at the uh, the shipping on it. I feel bad because the guy I bought it from actually paid more in shipping to get it to me than I paid for the actual figure. And I don't know if people know this, but action figures can clean up pretty nicely. And so uh, I cleaned them up in the sink, gave them a little fig bath, uh, used a Mr. Clean magic eraser to get rid of all the scuff marks. My wife washed uh, the clothes that Piper came with. And I tell you what, right now he looks as good as new, and so it was a very good purchase. Did you have the Piper? Yeah, I had I had both of them. I wish I nice. still had them brand new in the package, man. It, that would be hard, amazing. But you're right though; it's hard. Some of this stuff I have in my store, like obviously I want it for myself. I don't want I don't want to right. sell it, you know. Like uh, I have a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. That's another thing they did back then was the wrestling buddies: Hogan, Savage, DiBiase, Warrior. Big Boss Man, LOD, Jake Roberts. I mean, that's another thing. Those are really cool, too. So I have I have the Hogan one in the store. I just want to, like, just take it and, like, just hide it in the back and keep it for me. That's the cool thing, though, now is uh, I think I mentioned this last week. Like, uh, some of the stuff in the back I'm putting aside for me. If my, my wife ever comes out, it's just, just inventory back there. You it's know? just inventory. I'm, I'm holding just, it for me. Like, I have, I, have all the, I have all the old uh, in-your-house Coliseum videos. The nice. Ten of them. I, I'm not putting them out. I'm not, because I know that they're worth money, so I'm, I'm keeping them in the bag for me. Hang on. And, and I'll be honest with you, Tommy. 
back then, when you talk about the LJNs and you talk about the wrestling buddies, the packaging that those things came in are honestly just as cool as the figures themselves. They put a lot of thought into the boxes that these things came in. And so if you had them still in the box, it would make a tremendous display piece. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and, and I just made mention of Coliseum videos. I think we should also talk about that and how big of a part of that was our childhood. I remember as a kid, you know, there was a, a, a video store probably four or five blocks from my house that I would always go to as a kid and, and rent the wrestling uh, VHS tapes, the Coliseum videos, and they had all of them there. And it was always so cool to bring it home and, and put it in your VCR and watch it. And obviously, you're not going to just watch it one time. If I have that, if I have that videotape for two days, I'm going to watch it ten times. So uh, I used to love going to the video store and getting renting a Coliseum video and bringing it home and watching it. All the titles, man. Uh, you know, Best of WWF Volume One, to whatever twenty something they did, and then all like the the theme ones they had, the, the Life and Times of Captain Lou Albano. You know, the WWF Intercontinental Title. They'd have all these specialty. Coliseum videos, Hulkamania 1, 2, 3. It was so cool back then just to be a kid and, and, and be able to go to the store and rent them and bring them home and watch them. Big part of my childhood. It's a, it was a huge part of my childhood, and unfortunately, that's something that really doesn't exist anymore. And so kids today, they don't know what it's like to walk those aisles and look at the VHS covers and the artwork on them and then to bring them home. And like you said, you'd rent them for two or three days, and so you'd watch them over and over again as many times as you could before it was time uh, to take them back to the store. And I noticed that your last signing, your last virtual signing with Nikita Koloff, there are people that are sending in these old VHSs to have these wrestlers sign them, which is just an amazing thing. Uh, I would have never have thought of, you know, keeping an old VHS and then someday meeting one of the wrestlers that's featured on it and have them autograph it. So what, what a nice little piece that you can add to a collection. Absolutely, man. And I actually have over 100 WWF Coliseum videos at the store right now. So anyone out there that's local to the New Jersey area, uh, definitely stop at the store. Over 100 WWF Coliseum videos I have in stock right now. Uh, And actually, what's maybe becoming even harder is having a VHS player, a VCR that can actually play these tapes for you. Yeah, maybe I could start selling some v- <laughs> maybe I start selling some v- VCRs too. Listen, man, you gotta you gotta get a local artist to start customizing some VCRs with '80s logos and wrestlers' images on them. You could sell them like yeah, hotcakes. Yeah, you. Well, there, <laughs> there you go. I'll do some graphic design on some v- v- uh, VCRs and send them down to the wrestling collector. Nice. Yeah, man. It, just 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 thinking about all the old merchandise they had back then. It was just. It was overwhelming the amount of stuff they had back then for us as kids. There's just so many things to choose from, whether it had been, like you said, clocks or board games to, you know, the Hulk Hogan's workout set. They used to have the old WWF microphone that, you know, it was Hulk Hogan and Mean Gene on the cover of that. Talking Ultimate Warriors and Hulk Hogan's, trading cards, uh, bendies. Let's talk about bendies for a minute. The old bendy wrestlers and the thumb wrestlers. They just had such a huge variety of different uh, merchandise that you could choose from back then. It was just, and then the foam, the foam fingers and the foam uh, hands. I have some of those in the store as well. They sell pretty good. Remember, as a kid, you have, have the, the Hulkamania finger or the Macho Man finger, and 
and all those foam fingers were another big part of your childhood when you went to the live events as a kid. It was a huge part. And I, I'm thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I've seen an Instagram post from the wrestling collector. Did you, maybe you still have it, or did you at one time have a Superfly Jimmy Snuka foam hand? I still have it in the store. I had two of them. I sold one of them. I still have one more left. I have a, Man. I have, I have a Snuka foam finger. I have, what else? I have a, I think I have a couple stone colds right now. I, I just sold a bunch of them. Uh, I have a couple stone colds. I have a, uh, I think I have a Shawn Michaels, an old Shawn Michaels one, an Undertaker one. But yeah, I, I should be getting in more soon. But I, I like the foam fingers, man. They're pretty cool. And the foam fingers, I mean, that's something that just makes you feel live event. Like you go to a live event and in the merchandise counter there if you can buy a jimmy superfly snooka foam and it wasn't just the number one finger like you could see number one fingers at basketball games at football games but like they would customize the shape of these so the superfly one is his patented uh i I love you symbol with you know his two middle fingers down in his palm and his pinky and his pointer finger up out with the thumb and so that you could have something that uniquely signifies that wrestler that you're cheering for and to be able to slip your hand into that foam and raise that up as he's coming to the ring, man, that that's just an incredible experience for a fan to have. Absolutely, man. And then another thing that we didn't make mention of yet was the old WWF Hasbro figures where I, and they're, and they're super popular right now too. A lot of people, I, a lot of people buy those at the store and when I do my online auctions as well, the uh, Hasbro figures always move really, really good. And, and again, if you have them brand new in the packages as well, still on the card, they're worth a lot of money also. So I was, I grew up in the era that had the LJN figures. And so I had um, some LJN figures as a, as a kid that I would wrestle with. And then I distinctly remember when the change from LJN to Hasbro happened. And I remember seeing them in the store for the first time, a lot smaller than the LJNs, but they could move and they could perform some version of a signature move. And I still remember the very first Hasbro's that I purchased as a kid was Demolition Axe and Demolition Smash. And I remember bringing them home and just unboxing them and just staring at them because they were, they were beautiful in my eyes, shiny plastic, <laughs> nice paint jobs. And then I went on, of course, I got the whole series one. I think I got most of series two, um, and then I kind of stopped buying wrestling figures for a while, but man, I would love to jump back in and start collecting them. But my only hesitation is there are so many of them and it could get pretty pricey to be honest with you. But yeah, I had a, I had a collection of them as a kid and I absolutely loved the Hasbro figures. Now you said you'd like to start a collection of them. Would you, would, cause if you, if you bought them loose, you know, I mean, they're still a little pricey, but not like. You know, you could be able to do it. Or are you are you talking about wanting to have them brand new on the car? No, I would go. I got, I got no problem buying loose figures. I would be a loose collector. Oh, all right, yeah, you could do that, man. You get you get a lot of those. The well, not a lot of them, but the more basic ones, for like like Hogan or Warrior or Piper or Rick Rude, Bushwhackers, but like those guys, you could probably you could pick up anywhere between fifteen and twenty dollars each. So, if, if, I mean, if you want to start the collection, I, I, it's a lot cheaper to do it that way to do LJNs because LJNs, like, <clears throat> if you got those loose, they, those are those get so beat up from yeah. playing with them. 
like you'd have to get a really you'd have to spend money to get a good one in good condition you know like uh you, you wouldn't be able to buy it that cheap whereas the hasbro's in good shape you could probably get them for 15 20 bucks each obviously the 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 more expensive ones are are uh the later series the green cards and the red cards but uh yeah they're they're awesome as well the hasbro's yeah, they're just iconic. Just the the look of them, the feel of them, how they can do a, a maneuver. They have a mechanic mechanism in them. They were a fun design for sure. What was your What was your favorite thing to collect as a kid? Like, like for me, it's a tough question because I, I collected everything as a kid. But probably, I really the LJNs for me probably what, and, and even the Hasbros are probably what I remember the most, even though I probably had everything. I know I had like the, the foam fingers, like the Hacksaw Jim Duggan two by four. I had, I had everything and everything. I never, I never missed anything, but for some reason, the LJNs to me stand out the most. I have a big plastic tub in my basement full of LJN figures. Um, I don't have everybody but I'm close. I would say I have probably less than 10 guys that I still need to collect. And unfortunately the 10 that I don't have are probably the 10 most expensive uh, figures, but I had a lot of LJNs. I had a lot of Hasbro figures. I was a big card collector as a kid. And so I have albums of the cards. Um, And then every once in a while I would get an item that I didn't think was super rare, but now that I'm an adult and I still have it, I'm excited. I do have the Hulk Hogan alarm clock still in its box. I took it out and used nice. it as a kid, but I, but I kept the box. And so it's still sitting in the box. I have uh, the uh, wrestling buddies of Hogan and Warrior, and I still have their boxes. My mom nice. was very good at keeping boxes. Even though I would take the toys out and play with them, she would put the boxes away in the attic. And so a lot of nice. the stuff I was able to put back in the boxes. I have that Hulk Hogan microphone you were talking about with him and Mean Gene. I have board games, puzzles. I'm the type of guy that if if I get anything wrestling, either as a gift or if I buy it myself, chances are I'm not parting with it. So I have most of everything I grew up with. Some of it's in better condition than others, but I like to be able to take it all out and look at it. I'm sure someday my kids will just sell it all because it probably won't mean anything to them. But to me, it still has meaning. That's awesome, man. Uh, What kind of condition are your figures in? Uh, it's a mixture. I have some that are uh, in really nice shape. I have others that you can tell uh, little Jay played with a little too much. But I do have a couple LJNs that I bought in an adult that are still in, in the original container, which is kind of fun to take out and look at as well. But, yeah, I was like you. As a kid, I collected anything that had a wrestling figure or, I mean, a wrestler's picture on it or name, I would definitely want. Now, I think the advantage you had over me is you grew up uh, on the the Northeast coast over there where the world wrestling federation kind of makes its home. And so I think you had the opportunity to maybe go to more live events than I did. And when I did uh, the Volkovich were, were main eventing. So I might not have had the, the, the access to some of the merchandise that you had. So I'm curious, like you collected everything. What are some of your favorites from your childhood that you remember having? Oh man. Uh, All the, I used to love, also, we didn't, we, we didn't make mention this yet. Another thing that I loved collecting as, as a kid, and I, I want to now as an adult, which I'm, I'm definitely going to because I have access to this stuff now, is the old WWF magazines and the old WWF programs. And I would love 
going to the arena as a kid and getting that $3 program with the insert inside the program of all the matches coming up that night. And you were always so curious at the end there, and it would say, plus one more action-packed match. I want to know who that action-packed <laughs> match was. And it wound up being Jose Luis Rivera against Lanny Papo. But uh, I used to love going to the arena, getting the, the program, and getting the insert inside the program. Uh, I definitely want to collect, personally, when I'm not even selling out the start, personally, just because it brings me back to my childhood, I want to collect all the programs, the WWF programs, mm. and the old WWF magazines from like 85 to 92 or 93, especially the ones that are in good shape. I love those magazines. Those covers are iconic. And the program covers are iconic as well. That was a big part of our childhood as well that that I want to make mention of was the magazines and programs. The magazines, I had a subscription, and so I would get those in the mail. Now, the programs that you could only get at the live events, my assumption would be, Unfortunately, a lot of people probably just threw those away or left them at the arena. So if you could get your hands on some programs that are in nice condition, I bet that's a rare item, and that would be an amazing collection to start having. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna start, and, and I had this idea before we were recording this, is I want to collect all the old WWF programs. So I'm gonna probably jump on eBay tonight and just start uh, buying away. See, here's, here's the beauty of eBay, is that anytime you want, you can type in something and you can look at all the stuff. The bad part of eBay is you want to buy it all. And so you oh, can get okay. yourself uh, into a little bit of trouble because, yeah, there's so much good stuff out there. And a lot of it's in good condition. And a lot of it, like you said, uh, people might not, it might not mean as much to, to them as it would to you. And so they're looking to unload it. Um, one of my favorite things, you mentioned garage sales earlier, and one of my favorite things to do is to head to a garage sale, search through the boxes, just the hope that you might come across a vintage pro wrestling item. I mean, Big finding time. something, yeah, finding something, like people say they find it in the wild. Like it's not on eBay. They didn't order it from a website, but they just stumbled across it. And a lot of times you can get a better deal at a garage sale than you can on eBay. And so that's always the fun, exciting part about garage sales is never knowing what you might come across. You might come across stretchy wrestlers, mint in the box. For $100 each. For $100 each. Snatch them up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's funny, man. I, I can't agree with you more. I, I, we have, I, I live about uh, 20 minutes from uh, Giant Stadium. MetLife Stadium, and in their parking lot every Saturday, they have uh, called the Meadowlands Flea Market. They've been having it for years and years and years. And I would love to go there to the junk aisles and just go walk up and down the junk aisles, like you said, in hopes of finding anything, anything wrestling-related, even now more than ever. I I remember one time, this is long before I, I had the store, this is probably, God, probably 15, 20 years ago, I came across a guy that had about 300 wrestling magazines at the, at the, uh, at the uh, flea market. And I bought them all for a hundred bucks. And I just remember feeling like I hit the lottery and uh, you, you just, you just never know what you're going to find. You never know in those junk houses. Like you said, you got to look through the boxes good because there might be a, a, a white shirt or red shirt Hulk Hogan LJN figure buried underneath there, you know, you just never know. 
Can you imagine if you found a red shirt LJN Hogan buried in a box of junk and it's got, you know, a price tag that's ridiculously low? I mean, how would I don't even know how I would respond to that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man, and this happens to me sometimes. And some some of these people, they just they have this stuff and they they have no idea whatsoever what it's worth. Like I said earlier, it can just be sitting in their basement collecting dust or, you know, it, it was, you know, maybe God forbid someone passed away and, and, and they were left with their stuff. They have no idea about wrestling, no idea what it's worth. And, uh, you know, there's, there's been times where, you know, people want to sell me their stuff. And the first thing I ask, I never, ever, ever, I always want to pay fairly. I, I believe in that, you know, um, I don't want to take advantage of anyone as far as, you know, buying their stuff for dirt cheap. At the same time, though, I always ask someone first, what are you looking to get for this? That's the first question I ask. I don't ever say, I'll give you $10 for it. I always say, what are you looking to get for this? And I had one situation where there was a bunch of Hasbro figures, uh, probably about 50 of them. And obviously, they were just sitting in the person's garage or attic collecting dust. And he says, I don't know, hundred bucks. Of course, I'm gonna give him hundred bucks. But is it my responsibility to say, no, 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 that's too cheap. Let me give you five hundred bucks for it. No, of course not. I, I asked the question, what are you looking to get for this? They said a hundred bucks. I'm not gonna offer to pay more than a hundred bucks. You, so at the same time, you gotta do your homework a little bit too. If you have something, it takes two seconds to jump on the internet or jump on eBay or jump on Amazon and, and just try and get a gauge of what the stuff is worth before just unloading it all for a hundred bucks. So I, I always ask, what are you looking to get for this? If they come back with a ridiculously low number or a low number in general, it's not my responsibility to say, hey, I want to pay more for it. You know, it is interesting what people place value on. To him, fifty Hasbro's might have only been worth. $100. And I'm sure yeah. in that box that he brought in, I'm sure some were in much better condition than others. Sure. So you still have the, the job of going through cleaning up what you can. And at the same time, you got to be able to turn a profit as well. So you got to kind of buy with that in mind. But sure. I'm sure you have it the other way too, where somebody comes in with something that they feel is worth much more than that you're willing or able to pay for an item. So it's always interesting oh, yeah. where people I, I, place value. I got a story about that for you also. And, uh, but you're right. Yeah. You, some of, some of the figures were the arms are off of them or they're really beat up. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm buying, he says a hundred bucks, but I didn't even look through the box at the see what kind of condition they're in. But again, right. I, I made out on the deal was not trying to take advantage of, of the situation at all, you know, but, uh, one thing that you just may mention that some people, they put a value on something that's worth more than what it is. When I first opened the store, I had someone that had 30 pay-per-view chairs, like the old WWF pay-per-view chairs. Oh, my word. Now, I wanted them because I wanted to display them in, in the store. You know, I, right. Of course, I wanted to sell them, too, but I wanted to sell them, of course. But it looked cool just having, like, the whole store wrapped around with chairs going around it, you know? So I definitely, I definitely wanted them. Uh, you, you look on eBay, and, you know, some go for 125 bucks, some go for 80 bucks, some go for 200 bucks, like – but the shipping on it's ridiculous. The shipping is like 50, 60 bucks to, sh- to ship a chair out, you know? So I had a guy that 30 of them and he wanted to sell them to me for $150 a chair. I'm like, 
listen, man. I go, first of all, some of these are not even going to sell for that much. Some some might sell for 75, some myself for 100, maybe 120. Right. You, you can't, first of all, that's too high. That's way out of the, way out of the, way out of the price range. I said, uh, you know, I'll give you, which I thought was a fair offer. He's, he's just looking to get rid of this stuff. I said, I'll give you 65 bucks a chair. I'm going into this, taking 30 of them, not knowing if they're going to sell or not. They might be sitting in the store for an extremely long time, you know? Right. He's like, well, that's, that's only half the money. I said, yeah, well, you know, a lot of these chairs are not going to sell for 150 bucks. I'm like, you can go on eBay all you want. And you could put your your uh, your chairs on eBay, but you know how hard it is to sell a chair on eBay because you have to put on an extra fifty or forty, fifty, sixty bucks for shipping, and then right. to go out and find a box that, that that's gonna fit that chair and wrap the chair. It's just a bitch to, to go through all that hassle to sell a chair. So, you know, you, a lot of the, a lot of my moral of the story is a lot of people, not just chairs, I mean merchandise in general. They'll look on eBay and and see a price of it, but that doesn't mean that's what it's worth. That's what someone is listing it for. That's right. why a lot, a lot of times on eBay you'll see or best offer, and then you send them the offer that you want. So you, you you can't gauge you can't gauge merchandise off of what someone's listing it for on eBay because a lot of times they're listing it too high, and in some cases they're listing it too low. You're absolutely right. Uh, I'd love to know if you have any of these now. If you ask me if merchandise was better in the 80s and early 90s than it is today, I would always say yes, with the exception of one item. When we were kids, I would probably have given up, oh man, I would probably have given up just about everything I owned if I could have had a realistic replica of the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship belt. You can get beautiful replicas now that look just like the real thing. But as a kid, the closest thing we had were these foam uh, wrestling belts that you would get. I think they came out 88, 89, somewhere like that. Um, the, the heavyweight championship really didn't look like the one that you saw on TV. I think the Intercontinental was a brown strap. And then I think the take team looked pretty similar. Have you had any of these come across uh, your door at the Wrestling Collector? You know what I'm talking about, these foam, oh, yeah. foam wrestling belts? Yeah, I actually I did have one when we first opened. It sold already, but uh, you you bringing that up is a great point. Like, can you imagine the money they would have made back then producing those championship title replica belts? I, I was thinking about before we started recording this morning. I was thinking about missed opportunities that WWF had with merchandise in the eighties. I, I just for, for for the heck of it, I was just thinking of stuff that, that was never produced that if it would have been produced would have been big sellers like for example, like there was never a like remember Hillbilly Jim came out with a hat. If they would have had a hat like that, I think that would have sold. Yeah. I think I think that uh well listen, and I'm just thinking out loud right now. Think with me a lot too. Let's think of things that they didn't have back then that would have been big sellers. Like I, I don't believe they had a foam not foam, I'm sorry, a stuffed, like, uh, a stuffed parrot. They could have sold as Frankie, did they? You're right. Not that I, not that I remember. Right. They had a stuffed Damien that probably sold very well. But, yeah, a Frankie bird would have went, would have went as well. I remember they had a Matilda one. They, they did have Matilda, but I don't believe they had anything uh, on uh, Frankie. So they could have had, 
they could have had a, a you know a, a toy Frankie um, stuffed animal. Um, I'm trying to think about it. There's got to be so many different things out there. But yeah, the, the the belt is right at the top. Can you imagine the money they would have made with those replica belts back then? You know, yeah, and I don't know if it's because they didn't have the ability or to, to produce them at a mass quantity. But the nice thing is, I got to believe the majority of people that are buying those replica belts now are guys our age who grew up wanting them. And now they finally have the money to do it and they have the ability to buy them. And so they're buying them. You know what would sell, you know what I think would sell pretty good right now if they came out with them? When, when we were kids, they ended up in the early 90s having the foam version of the LOD spike shoulder pads. I oh, bet yeah. if they would come out with some kind of replica, real version of that, I bet collectors would buy those. Absolutely. I'm, I'm surprised WWF, I'm sorry, WWE now, they haven't reproduced all that old merchandise. Like you see some of the shirts are piling up here and there, like the, the vintage shirts, like replicas of them. Yeah. like... I would bring back, I mean, man, I would bring back all that old stuff. Like, I, if, if I was WWE, I would go through their old magazines from the 80s, through their merchandise catalog, see all the stuff that was produced, and reproduce it. Work out deals with these guys. Uh, make a deal with Hogan. You know, make a deal with you know, Savage's family. Make a deal with Warrior's family. And just reproduce all the same merchandise you had back then. Dude, if they did that, you're talking about adding millions and millions and millions of dollars of revenue uh, to their to their uh, bottom line at the end of the year. I, I can't believe they haven't thought of just recreating all the 80s stuff, just do a whole retro line of everything. I will tell you something, Tommy. That's a very I, good I, idea. I Listen, uh, the original Ghostbuster toys that we had as kids have been re-released. The original He-Man toys have been re-released. And when I walk the toy aisles, I have two sons. When I walk the toy aisles with them, I have a very hard time not putting in the Ghostbuster and He-Man toys that I had as a kid because sure. you get that feeling of nostalgia. If I were to walk down the aisle and they had all the stuff from the World Wrestling Federation from the 80s and early 90s. Oh, I'm buying it, dude. I'm buying it. I, I, I don't, my bank account would take a big hit because I, I could not resist throwing all that stuff in the cart. So I think you're right. If they ever decided to do that, it would be a big payday for them because guys our age, we couldn't get to the store fast enough to buy that stuff. That's dude, that's all they have to do is just look in their catalog from that time frame and just reproduce everything. And you're adding so much money to your I mean even the posters, everything, everything. The wall hangers. Remember the wall hangers, the big wall hangers of Warrior and Beefcake and Jake Roberts like all that stuff, just reproduce it all. The posters, the shirts, everything. Man, there's so many collectors. That's a big, big missed opportunity right there. Is is man, they would sell like hot cakes. I would. They buy would them. sell like hot cakes. And you know, you mentioned at the start of the show that uh, the A and E they do that nice uh, documentary series biography, and then after it, they have those the the treasure show where they go out and they try to reclaim some of these items. Can you imagine if, the, if somebody in the World Wrestling Federation warehouse would have had the foresight, one of every item they ever sold, just to take one and set it aside? If you could go to a real-life brick-and-mortar Hall of Fame someday, and they had a merchandise wing where you could see all this stuff in box displayed, 
Maybe they did grab one of everything. I don't know. But I would love to be able to go somewhere and just see all this stuff in one spot. Me too, man. I'll I mean, I tell you what. I just, I just thought of a cool idea while, while we were just talking. Um, starting today, today, Thursday, we're recording this. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday for the next four days on all our social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter, we're going to be posting pictures of old wrestling merchandise for the next four days as a uh, backdrop to this show that we're talking about. So I'm going to post all old pictures of magazine, uh, magazines, uh, the posters, the shirts, all the stuff we're talking about today. The next four days on our social media, we're going to dedicate uh, this, uh, this episode to our social media. So definitely check it out. The next couple of days, we're going to be posting all old wrestling merchandise, especially on Instagram, 80s wrestling. Great idea, Tommy. I will definitely be on the lookout uh, as I follow you on social media. I can't wait to see the nostalgia that comes through. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it all week. And anyone out there that might have old wrestling merchandise that you don't care about, and I'm sure that there's some people out there that do because it is this collecting dust. If you want to get rid of it or, or need some extra money, definitely reach out to me. Uh, I'm definitely interested in uh, possibly taking it from you. Just the, I'm looking for more of the rare stuff that we talked about uh, throughout the episode. And you can send me a message on, uh, on a DM on, on Instagram or Twitter. Instagram, it's at 80s Wrestling. And on Twitter, it's at 80s Wrestling underscore. You can DM me and uh, let me know what you have. And I will definitely take a look at it and, and get back to you. But definitely interested in adding some stuff to the Wrestling Collector if you have stuff laying around that you're looking to get rid of. Tommy, it's been a fun time talking about merchandise. We're nearing the end of the hour. I know you've got the Rock and Roll Express this Monday, June 7th. You've got some other big names coming up virtually uh, very soon throughout the summer. you got a big one. This is an in-store signing at the Wrestling Collector taking place June 27th. You're having a double signing. You have the legends, Akeem and Tugboat, live in your store do you have any cool Akeem or Tugboat merchandise at the store that you could have them throw a signature on? I will by the time they get there. <laughs> right? There you go. That's my eBay. eBay's my best friend, too. I'll have something by when they get there. Um, now, Tugboat, he's got kind of the legendary Asbro never-released figure, but there's talk that maybe there's a prototype out there. Uh, Akeem had a Hasbro figure. I have that one in my basement. Um, but yeah, if you get your hands on some merchandise to have well, him sign. He, he had a Hasbro as Typhoon. Oh, he did. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The yeah, natural yeah. disasters. Yes, sir. Do you, do you have either of those Hasbros in shop now? Or is that something you got to grow out and get? I believe I have Akeem. But I, I like to get them new on the package if I could between now and then. Yeah, because loose, loose Hasbro's are tough to sign. If you yeah, have it in package, they can sign the card, and then it becomes an awesome display piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good, man. Any other merchandise you want to cover before we sign off for the day? Keep your eyes peeled to the social media accounts to see all cool merchandise from retro stuff to newer stuff uh, being shown on your, your social media. But any other piece of merchandise that you feel the need uh, to talk about? 
I, I think we I think we covered. Uh, I mean, we can talk all day about it, obviously, but I think we we covered a, a good amount right now. I I I I I definitely will try and find some really rare stuff though over the next couple of days and post it on our social media. Just so you know, our our Facebook page, uh, '80s Wrestling. I I already scheduled all the posts for today on that before I thought of this idea. So on on the Facebook page, that's going to start tomorrow. But starting today on Twitter and Instagram, uh, for the next four days, I'm going to be posting just old uh, wrestling memorabilia and merchandise. And again, on Instagram, it's at 80s Wrestling. And on Twitter, it's at 80s Wrestling underscore. And uh, definitely follow the page over the next few days. Uh, I'm going to find some really rare stuff and, and post it and then also remind everyone to listen to this week's episode as well. Uh, and I will tell you this, Tommy. Um, speaking of merchandise, uh, as you know, my wife and I run a family entertainment center here in my hometown, and we just added uh, an arcade machine that plays yes. hundreds of old arcade machines. Okay, so it's like a generic machine, but it has inside of it a lot of the old classic games, and it has WrestleFest and Superstars. So we just got it installed yesterday. So, you know, the rest of today, I'll be playing WrestleFest and Superstars on the arcade. The WrestleFest arcade game is by far my favorite arcade game as a kid. The graphics were amazing. The characters were unreal. The sounds. And so when we talk about merchandise, we have to mention the two two of the greatest arcade games ever. Oh, absolutely, man. And that's another – talking about bringing us back to our childhood. That that as well, how many – endless hours and quarters we spent in the arcade back in the day playing that. That's something that I want in my store and or my uh, man cave one day. I have to have that arcade game. If you could get the actual arcade cabinet, like the original with the graphics on it and Russ, if you could have that in your store, that would be incredible. Maybe I can even get you up for that one. I would come up. I would come up to throw some quarters in that machine and hang out all day and bother the locals as I just play hours and hours of WrestleFest. I, I think Jay. I think what we should do one one time and uh, be a little weekend getaway for you or a couple day getaway for for you. We should do a live '80s wrestling trivia night at at our store one time with me and you hosting it. Oh. I would, be, I would be so game. I would love that. My plan is I'm just going to wait till you do another costume contest, and I'm just going to show up unannounced under a hood in a mask and just walk the aisles and give you a heck and see if you can figure out it's me. Well, considering you're six foot five, I, I think I can figure out who you are pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, my height might give me away, and, and I, I, I wouldn't be able to say anything because you'd recognize my voice from the show, uh, but I'll just walk around. <laughs> looking at everything on the shelf and you'll say, who is this six foot five guy in a, in a machine's mask? I, you, you talk about uh, recognizing your voice. You know, you know who else's voice that you will recognize? Is he there today? I was, you can kind of tell I was kind of leading towards the end of the show because the last couple, last couple segments with him haven't gone in my favor. Haven't gone my way. Is he there? He's in the other room, but he's here. Listen, I would actually love to know what his uh, favorite piece of merchandise is because I mean, from action figures, to, sure you know, posters, how can Tommy, how can that question possibly go wrong? Uh, we can try. Hold on. Let's do it. Jay. Bring him in. Jump in Jay from the podcast. Huh? Sheik. 
Hello. Good morning, sir. It's 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 so good to hear your voice. It's Jay from uh, 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Tommy Fair and I were just talking about wrestling merchandise. I wanted to get your input. Do you have a favorite piece of wrestling merchandise? Hello, 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 Sheik. It's it's Jay from the show. I'm wondering, do you have uh, any favorite piece of wrestling merchandise? Maybe action figures, posters, lunch boxes. Hello. Yeah, I mean, maybe you had a Hulk Hogan figure. Maybe you had an Ultimate Warrior poster. No more question. Well, he just he just left, man. I don't know if his I don't know if his hearing aid was turned up, Tommy. He kept just saying hello. I, I'm not sure, man. He's gone. Man. I'm sorry. Maybe he could try again next week. I'll try. I'll try again. He's like no. He says no more question. Like the whole point of having him on is so I can ask him a question, and he just says no more question. I'm sorry, Ben. I apologize. He's, I guess he's not very talkative today. Well, we'll try again next week. But uh, yeah, wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It was a fun episode today. I really enjoyed talking about all our old '80s wrestling merchandise, and I look forward to posting. A bunch of merchandise up on the on our social media pages over the next couple of days to pay tribute to this week's episode and get people in that you know spirit of being in their childhood again. So definitely check out the page later today, Jay, on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be posting some old wrestling uh, merchandise photos and uh, hope to see everyone this Monday night live virtually. The uh, Rock and Roll Express will be joining us from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now and uh, select the photo that you like and then watch them sign it this Monday Night Live. They'll give you a shout-out as well, and then we'll ship out the photo to you following the signing. So a great opportunity to get an autographed picture by two WWE Hall of Famers and one of the greatest tag teams of all time this Monday night. I am looking forward to it, Tommy. I will be glued to my screen because those are two guys that I'm sure can tell some wild stories from their time on the road. Absolutely, man. All right. My name is Jumpin' Jay, as always. Hello, shit. Not just talking about the, not just talking about the, I cannot hear it. Fucking bullshit. I think that'll do it. We'll see you next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.